right, well, welcome back to another episode here on Viewpoints. I'm your host, Jordan Voiles, and I'm here with Dr. John Gerlach. John, where have you been? I haven't been anywhere. Where have you been? <laughs> I've been here in Midland, Texas. You've actually been on, you've been away for a while, though. I have been gone for quite a while, yes. I had a big family trip, big uh, kind of around the world. Well, not around the world. But What's you know. one highlight of the trip? One highlight of the trip. <laughs> it was amazing in Dubrovnik. It was great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. We got to meet so many <laughs> important people. <laughs> That's awesome. We are glad that you are back, though, here. It's back good in the to be States. Back. So. It's good to be back. But you have an important topic today, so let's just uh, get right into it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, – we're going to do this a little different maybe, but I want to talk a little bit about just evil suffering in the world. Why does that happen? If God's good, why is there evil? Yeah. Why does bad things happen to good people? There's a bunch of – Bunch of questions there. So I think place to start probably is, so why do bad things happen? And people, I mean, what is your thought about that whole concept? A lot of people think, okay, if God is good, then why did that bad thing happen? And sure. like they feel like God shouldn't let that bad thing happen. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like if he's, if he's God, why doesn't he wipe cancer out? Why doesn't he, you know, all the horrific things that can happen – why doesn't God just prevent that? Sure. So, Dr. Boyles, <laughs> I'm going to let you dive in first. Well, it is a hard question. I think it's the ultimate question that a lot of atheist people take the stance on right. of like, the loving God loves us so much. Why do bad things happen? Just like you said. Um, we could obviously go back to the fall of man. Right. You know, you start seeing these things. I mean, even the ground. <laughs> The thorns come from the ground just because it was intended to be good, and now it's sin has crept into the world. Right. Um, but yeah, that is the question: is like, if God is so good, why do we see cancer and all these bad things happen? And I hope that we can help someone maybe listening today of going, "Well, I think God loves us so much that He does allow those things to happen and gives us a choice." Um, how can we understand that God is good without seeing? bad yeah um and so all of it i think is is choice for us um there is evil in the world but i think that helps us to see how good god is and ultimately we have a choice and so um that's kind of where i take my stance on it and i believe is true um but it, it is a hard concept to grasp it is especially when you're going through it. And I think, I think you said it really well. The, it kind of is, it's kind of, if you step back, okay, so Garden of Eden was going to be perfect. Yeah. Okay. So think about that. We, we have a perfect, you know, place. There is no pain, no suffering, no bad stuff, no evil. Right. It's like we have a longing for that. It's like people, to me, when they ask that question, it's almost like they're saying, I wish we had a Garden of Eden. I wish God would just do this and this. And you add it all up, and it's it's a Garden of Eden. Yeah. But that's where sin came into the picture, and that went away. That was God's intent, but he gave us free choice. And then we chose, and we would always choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam and Eve were involved, but we would all be involved in that choosing evil. So it's interesting, though, because I think even an atheist has that longing for I wish this get fixed. Well, you know, that's God's original plan, and yeah. he will eventually fix it. Yes, you know, yes. You know, where you get heaven, the things about heaven where there's, you know, he will walk away every tear, you know, those kind of statements. But I think I think we got to step back and go, okay, so where does evil come from? Well, I think 
sometimes it comes from us because we do sinful things. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes I think evil comes, and suffering comes because someone else cho- chose evil. Yeah. And their evil spills out on us. And, you know, it's that can be pretty horrific when you think about it because you, it, it's their choice. Your, their choice is what brings the tragedy, the on evil, you, the yeah. suffering to you. So you have that too. You know, there's just, um, it's just hard to live in an imperfect world and realize that there is this evil and suffering. But you said it really well that it also gives us a chance to have faith. And faith is going to be how that God is at work, even in the midst of tragedy and difficulty. I remember one story. Um, there was a friend of ours who lost a child at a very young age. It was very tragic. And I remember, and, you know, it was just a tragedy after tragedy. They, they ended up going to the funeral home. That was a bad, a lot of bad stuff happened there. Yeah. They messed the funeral home, messed up. You know, it just, you know, it's kind of like help these people out, but they, you know, it just, it just went badly. But I remember what they said to me because we were actually at the funeral home and um, ha- talking through the whole process and I was trying to help out and do whatever I could do. But they said, you know, there's no way we could make it through this without God. Mm. And I thought in that moment of pain and suffering, that's a powerful statement. And I truly kind of think that is a I mean that that is the reality of it. How do we make it through without without God? He is the one who's going to be there. And you know, John sixteen, Jesus says, "I've overcome the world." Mm-hmm. You know, and we can turn to Him because He has overcome the world. So, yeah, it's good. It's either our own strength or it's going to be, uh, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't know how people deal with it. I mean, I don't know how you face the evil and the suffering, but I think deep down it is that longing for that. I wish things were different. I wish things were different. Well, yeah, they're going to be different, and they would have been different, but they're not now. So you have that part of it for sure. I mean, I think uh, a big part of the pain and suffering. One question I want to ask you, and one thing we can talk about is, why do you feel like many people's reactions who are Christians, who are believers, they actually kind of fade away or turn their back on God, or they, you know, they kind of have this crisis of faith because of pain and suffering? Mm -hmm. Why do you think that happens? Because it's pretty common. Yeah. I (laughs) think... That's a hard question. Um, the best way that I can maybe figure that out is go, okay, um, when things start getting real, I think that's when you really know, um, and I want to be very careful and sensitive, but where your faith lies. Um, you know, Paul says, I owe that I may know him in his death and resurrection. I think a lot of Christians just want to take the resurrection part because it, it's good. Yeah. Um, but when, when, all this bad stuff starts happening and you know, you're really in the Valley. Um, that's when I, I believe that your faith in Christ. Uh, I mean, you were even talking to us, uh, an executive staff about martyrs and, and people willing to die for Christ. Well, we, you know, we don't see that today and we don't know what that faith looks like. And so, yeah, I, I just think that 
again, people use maybe Christianity and they think that their faith is here, but when things start happening, it's like, oh, where where does my allegiance lie? Right. And that's probably the hardest question that I think a lot of people have to ask themselves, even if they don't go through that. It's like, what what would happen to my faith if I, I went through something like that? Right. And so um, my prayer is for those people that it would they would still stand true. Like you heard from that person, like, I don't know where I would be without God in this situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ultimately I think it's, I think it's choice. I remember hearing uh, one of the pastors that I grew up listening to. He said, um, God has given us two trees of choice. One was in the garden, not to eat. And then the next one is the cross. And ultimately I think it just goes down to those two questions. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're probably going to choose the first tree you're probably going to mess up, but ultimately you still have to choose the cross no matter what you go through. And so that's, I guess, hopefully that's, hopefully I answered no, your question. I, I, again, I think that's really good. I, I, I think there's two pieces of this and I want to be real sensitive too, as I say this, I do think, and the Bible is just very clear about this. A lot of passages in first Peter, a lot of passages in John yeah. that talk about the testing reveals your faith. And and sometimes That's good. Yeah. Yeah. we're not as strong as we think we are. And sometimes mm-hmm. we're stronger than we thought we were. I mean, sometimes it's like, wow, I, yeah. I have I have more faith than I thought I had. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it reveals we're not real strong in our faith and or that our faith is our faith is counterfeit. Yeah. I mean, it can be counterfeit even. It's mm-hmm. not even real. And it's, I, I think the pain and suffering is not never used by God to break us, but I do think it is to show the counterfeit, to show what's not real. Right. But also in that, I think there's a great word of hope in that you think about, you know, it's kind of, one way you could say it is, is what would God say about cancel culture? What did Jesus say about <laughs> cancel culture? And I think he would say, I'm not for it. Yeah. Because you think about the disciples, the disciples who failed in so many ways, and so many people in the Bible, you know, Noah, Abraham, David, failure after failure after failure, and but there was that was not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always the end of the story, especially with the disciples. They they run during the crucifixion. They're scared. They hide out. They abandon Jesus, but but the story went over. The story went over, and in cancel culture, you're done. Yeah, but honestly, with God, even when we find that our faith is weak. And they found out how their faith was weak in that moment of good. of trial and, and crucifixion, that they still had a path of obedience and faith that led them to, you know, eventually they almost all died as martyrs. Right. And died for their faith. Mm-hmm. You know, they, so sometimes God uses that, I I, I see my faith, and we it's just like you said, we have a choice. We have a choice at that mm-hmm. point to go, okay, my faith is weak. I've got to strengthen it, Yeah, which is, I think, what the disciples did. Some people, they just can't, they don't come back from it. They, mm-hmm. I think they can. I mean, they have an opportunity, but they just don't. I like what you said there, yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say to the listener as we end today's episode of maybe they're going through that, or maybe they they see someone going through that. Um, I remember there was someone that I was talking to, and their question was kind of like, "If God is so good, going back to what you said at the very beginning, 
-hmm. why would he not intervene? And so if someone is listening, what would you tell them to strengthen them, to help them through their week, to know that God is sovereign in the midst of that? Yeah, I I think it comes down to a couple things. I think faith is always going to be shown ultimately in obedience, that we obey, Mm -hmm. that we keep going down God's path. You know, when when we fade out of that, we remove ourselves from support, from God's presence. We remove ourselves from things that can encourage us, help us, give us hope, get us back on track. And so that's when we don't do that. So to me, I would really encourage someone to say, look, even even in the midst of it, you're going to need people around you. You need, you need other brothers and sisters in Christ to, to help you, to pray for you. Don't remove yourself from that. Do not um, put up that wall because of the pain, but instead let them share the pain with you. And I, I think, you know, in our own heads, we, I mean, you know, this is, I always say this because of COVID, but it's just not a good place to be. We need, we need that those prayers. We need that encouragement, that hope from other people. And we need to just keep obeying God, though we might not feel it. We may like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm tired of that or whatever it is. But that may be the thing we exactly need to be able to go forward. I think the key for the disciples was that they ended up relying on the power of the Holy Spirit and they together went forward and then, you know, started the church and, you know, all these amazing things that happened. But I would just say, uh, try to say just an, basically an encouraging word of share, share your pain with others and turn to God, be obedient in the process, and that will lead you back to the path he has for that person. That's good. Dr. John, thank you so much again for talking about this and just getting a viewpoint on it. So, listener, uh, we hope that you would join us next time, and God bless.